Sean Podcast. It's Paul here with... Sean. Chris. Lee. And... And... Nope. And Dan. <laughs> and Dan. <laughs> and a hell of a lot of lag. From a secret bunker somewhere on a spy mission by the sounds of things, Dan is back with us this week, we think. I think you. Is Dan there? I, I thought I was, yeah. Flawless <laughs> start, oh. as always. Oh, I'll tell you what, also professionalism. So, where were we? Yeah, um, so it's the end of 2019, as far as Dan's concerned, because he's been in suspended animation for a year. Dan, any predictions for the 2020 F1 season? I'm pretty sure it'll be fairly boring, though may- maybe someone other than Lewis will win the championship. <laughs> I- I'm-, I'm really looking forward to the first race in Australia, everything getting off the grid. Um, you know, the-, the sort of years that we've got used to, it'll be great to see. <laughs> and because we couldn't have... Be the calendar's perfect for 2020, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, tw- 23 races. How are they going to fit all those in? With no triple headers. <laughs> and due to a lack of recording... It's, it's going to be difficult. Due to a lack of recording time, this week's, this week's show is a repeat. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dan, how have you been? There are people who want to know. Not bad, thank you. Not bad. Not been up to much, but then knows the rest of the world. <laughs> well, not that, not that you can tell us anyway. Not that I can tell anyone. It's all classified. <laughs> well, you come back on. Um, you come back on a good week because um, for the first time in Christ, I've no idea how long. There's actual Monday news. Thank you, Mercedes. Yes, that contract is all done. Lewis Hamilton has signed to Mercedes for a year. So this is this is now a full grid, isn't it? We actually do know now who is in every single car. Yes, for now. Yep. Yeah, COVID permitting, or um, Gunter Steiner having a meltdown and doing things that he should have done by sacking drivers mid-season, if they turn out to be crap. No, I assume I could deserve his chance. <laughs> so yeah, we've actually we've actually got a full um, a full grid. We still still don't know who the Haas reserve drivers are going to be, um, because. Just on, just on, while well, we're talking about Steiner, he said that um, he would approach uh, K Mag and Grosjean if um, one of the current lineup was unable to race for whatever reason. To which K Mag, I think came, they're busy. Yeah, yeah. to which K Mag came back two hours later with, "Not me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he's already he's already turned down the potential job offer." Um, so, what do we think to Lewis only signing a one year deal? Then um, I know. Lee, you were you've always been saying it should be multi years because the new twenty twenty two regulations coming in and the whole uh the whole formula change or the aero change. And Yeah. And anyone that thinks this conversation about what Lewis Hamilton's doing is is over is deluded. I'm seeing quite a lot of sabre rattling from the Lewis Hamilton cultists about how there was never anything any doubt and all that sort of stuff, but yeah, you know, it's Lewis Hamilton himself said he wanted multi a multi year contract, and he's got a year's extension. So, some somewhere down the line, it, to me anyway, it feels like that they haven't reached an agreement 
they've just sort of said like well we we need a contract for this year and the whole the whole of the year is going to be talks about whether they're going to resign again I mean, in, in American football terms, this is very similar to um, to what they use. It's called the franchise tag, where if a pl- if a player is out of contract, they sign a one year deal, um, which the NFL's got slightly different contract rules, but they they just sign a one year deal while which gives them breathing room effectively to try and thrash out something for longer. And as part of the terms of this, they can't be on a lower salary than they were on previously. And no other teams can approach them under certain circumstances while that one-year deal's in place. And it, it just seems to me that that's what Mercedes have done with Lewis. You know, the, It's like you said, they've got the one year, but will there be more to follow? Because it's, leave, it's leaving it very late for uh, for a contract signing. Cause it's, I mean, normally, yeah, all, it is. normally this is wrapped up by um, end of November. I mean, not right. I know the F one season runs into December these days, but it's it's normally sorted out even before even before the season's finished. If 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 I was to inter- like if I was to inject silly season before the season's even started, we did that last I would, year. <laughs> yeah, I would say that this will be Lewis Hamilton's last year in Formula One. Oh, yeah, there might but be I a think sabbatical. You want to crack at the new rules. But I see there might be a sabbatical in, or a new break or something like that. But I also I've got a funny feeling that yeah, the, the this whole idea of Enos taking Formula One over, uh, sorry, not, of taking uh, Mercedes over, will will happen after next year. Because Enos are even starting to turn. Uh, did, did you notice that they had a big press release last week saying that they they believe the future of Formula One lies in hydrogen hybrid cars and that they want to use Formula One as a testing ground for hydrogen power. Unless we end up getting Formula H. Isn't that what mm, WEC yeah. is going to be from like 2024? Yeah, the LM, LMDH when mm. it when or if mm. it finally happens. <laughs> yeah. So, I, th- I think that's going to happen. I don't that's necessarily like... disagree that it might be his last year with Mercedes, but I would imagine he would potentially consider offers from elsewhere on the grid for 2022? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the other thing could be, I mean, my thing with Lewis Hamilton not signing for Mercedes is I just wanted a bit of chaos and I wanted something <laughs> interesting to happen. Uh, and I wanted George Russell to get a seat. Um, but I can, I can also see Mercedes, let, let's say Lewis didn't want to c- continue driving for Mercedes because when you've got when you have such a a contract negotiation that's gone on here that's dragged on so long, it sounds like what Lewis was asking for was unreasonable. It's and it sounds like Mercedes didn't want to to match what he wanted from them. Uh, I can think that's the only way way around because it's it's not like Mercedes were offering him longer. You know, it's the. Uh, the who, who you're negotiating with isn't going to offer you more than they're willing to give. So it, it does strike me that it's Lewis asking for more than Mercedes were willing to agree to. Um, but on the other hand, I could see Mercedes not wanting Lewis to drive for another team. You know, it's good because if you stick Lewis in another car, say 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 he leaves and goes to Red Bull. Um, You've got an extremely strong driver 
in a rival team. Yeah, um, I think Lewis wants to be a, a Mercedes for lifer, but um, I think because Daily Express, a UK newspaper, when they first put it up, they said that um, it was a rolling one-year contract, you know, when they do that more-to-follow thing. Mm -hmm. But then on the more-to-follow, when they did the more-to-follow in the bigger article, there was no mention of it being a rolling one-year contract. Yeah, there, no, were, I I, there, I, were, there were a few places that cited rolling, but then mm. not in the actual Mercedes statement itself. Oh, what? The F1 press put two and two together and... Made something up. Yeah. Made, <laughs> yeah. made orange. <laughs> that never happens. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this story plays out for the rest of the year because it's going to be there's going to be rumours of contract negotiations coming from June, I reckon. That, that's... Oh, easily I... earlier than that, I reckon. I don't think Lewis Hamilton's going to win the World Championship because of this. I think this is this is this Valtteri Bottas's yeah this is Valtteri Bottas's best possibly only chance to win a world championship. Like let's look that at is what happened last prediction. time he had. Well, that last time he, but last time Lewis Hamilton had something that destabilized him and upset him within a team. Nico Rosberg won a world championship. And if if you've if if you've had heated negotiations, I can hear myself really badly. I can hear I can hear Lee on double. No, I can hear you all double. Is somebody, is somebody using speakers instead of headphones? No, no, I am. Yes, <laughs> I I said you were the devil in podcast form. Um, the yeah, if. Um, if this contract is dragged on so long, and I don't care when, it, when you, regardless of how successful you've been in the past, when you're dealing with contracts worth tens of millions of dollars, with companies that you're asking for a share in their revenue and things like that, you know, it's these things are personal, and I think um, Lewis Hamilton, being as successful as he is. Uh, and turning around to Mercedes and saying, I want you to stay for three years. And essentially, Mercedes not wanting to sign that contract will cause friction. Because if nothing else, it's a, it, it's a knock to your ego. If you, if you walk into a, uh, to, to negotiate something and they're not willing to move, like, I mean, even halfway, even if it was for, uh, slightly less money and for two years, you know, it's the, there's not really, there doesn't seem to have been a lot of negotiation. There seems to have been demands. There's been a rejection. And then there's been like a one-year sticker put over it to try and smooth things out and sort it out. Um, I, we know Lewis needs an arm around him. And we also, we've said before, a, a happy Lewis wins. An unhappy Lewis can spiral really quickly. I think... I would not be surprised if in the next couple of months we hear of Lewis appointing a manager because we know the last couple of contracts he's done, he's done all the negotiations himself and if it is getting a bit ugly, I suspect he might want to remove himself directly from that situation and put someone else in yeah. there for him. One thing that will give him a stronger hand now, in recent weeks, any negotiations that have been going on, 
he hasn't been able to see, well, fuck you, I'm I'm off to Red Bull because Red Bull have got their drivers. Whereas now there's a lot more opportunity for next year on the grid. So he can say, well, I'm talking to this person and this person and that person. He has a slightly stronger hand now. It in uh, it would be interesting to know what the the top guys have got. You know, um, I'm pretty sure when Ricardo went to Renault, that it was in his contract that he could he couldn't leave Renault to go to another team unless it was a Mercedes. He had it written into his contract that his get out clause for Renault was Mercedes knocking on the door. Uh, it would be interesting to know whether he had that for McLaren, whatever way Max Verstappen could get out of his Red Bull contract if there was a Mercedes seat going, um, what Fernando Alonso has as well. You know, there's there's plenty of top-line drivers in Formula One, but they're, but they're all under contract now. I mean, any any contract will have a buyout clause. Max Verstappen's, I think, do we... We think that's something to do with performance in the car, don't we? Mm-hmm. That if he gets certain, if he gets a certain amount of results by a certain point of the season, his contract becomes fixed for the next year. But yeah, you can you can essentially pay back a chunk of what you've earned and make a contract go away. That's shouldn't yeah. be an issue for anyone. Well, it's it's not like so, that kind of thing never happens in F one. Yeah. <laughs> You know, Fernando's the expert at doing that. Well, Vettel, I think he yeah. had another year on his Red Bull deal, didn't he, when he went to Ferrari? Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. There's a lot of drivers that are the the contract uh, the contract is up at the end of twenty twenty one. The reason I don't think Mercedes will get rid of Lewis Hamilton is because Valtteri Bottas's contract is up also at the end of twenty twenty one. As is and George Russell's. Yeah, and I don't think they'll re-sign. Um, I don't think Mercedes will be a team to sign two new drivers, and I can see why they didn't want to give Lewis three new a three-year deal because that would then take Lewis into his eleventh season with Mercedes, um, and that's even you know by any standards, eleven seasons in the same team is is you know. If something were to go wrong at any point, you you've got a long contract to get out of there. Whereas, um, you know, Bottas, if they, even if they re-sign Bottas for for another two seasons, Bottas is still going to be six, seven seasons in if they give him another one or two year deal. So, who's the stronger hand that you go for there? I think Hamilton's got to want to race the twenty twenty two regulations. Um, I think I, I do agree with what Lee said about this being a plaster. Stick a plaster over it for this year. Get this year out of the way. Hopefully, there'll be less COVID complications. People will be able to meet up and talk a bit more as the year goes on. And there'll be a deal done for 2022 at some point during 2021. But uh, yeah, it, it, it does feel like this is a bit of a, of a of a sticky plaster deal that could could upset the apple cart a little bit. I'm not sure. It is necessarily in Lewis's interest to drive the the twenty twenty two rules straight away because let let let's let's be dead boring yeah and say that every, it's going to be business as usual this year. Um, we're going to have some good races, but ultimately, oh hang on, let's let's um, be dead boring. All right, hi, welcome to for Formula One's sake. <laughs> oh <Whoa>, shade. <laughs> 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 it's a deep burn. <laughs> so 
sorry. Do they, do they still do they still do things? I've not seen. Can, them. can we can we be really arrogant, and obnoxious? Hi, we're WTF one. <laughs> um, the uh... another deep burn. <laughs> <laughs> no, but let's ju- let's just be dead boring and say like we're going to get a similar season to last year. Um, we're going to have some good races, but ultimately, over the course of the season, it's going to be quite plain that Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes are going to walk away with two, two with a championship each again. Uh, Lewis walks out of Formula One at the end of next year, uh, the most successful driver ever to step into a Formula One car. He can quite comfortably walk away, call himself the greatest of all time. He can go away for a sabbatical, let 2022 happen, let the uh, let it known that he needs to take a year out of Formula One and that he wants to come back in the future. So every top team knows that the greatest driver in Formula One wants to come back. Uh, so, so they might take that into consideration when you're looking at contract negotiations. Um, spend the, the, the year on the sidelines negotiating your new contract when you see how the pecking order is going to shuffle out. Because realistically... If, if there's a seat available, mm-hmm. someone like Lewis Hamilton could step out of Formula 1 for 12 months and then step back into whichever team gets it right. That's what, that's what I'd do if I was him. Because yeah. if he doesn't, he risks like tarnishing his own legacy because all of a sudden, if he ends up in a car that's not as good as the Mercedes and stops being the dominant Lewis Hamilton... His legacy will be, oh well, he won all those championships because of Mercedes. I'm not sure I agree about being able to step back into anything. Yeah. If Ferrari get it right, they're not gonna say oh, well, Charles, yeah, we've we've built you up all through your career, um, but now we've got a better offer, so off you go. Absolutely. He is I, I he's absolutely gonna be a disagree. Ferrari driver. I absolutely disagree. I think No, uh, it, no, it'll be it'll be Carlos Sainz that's under threat. I was no, no, but I think either or. I think Ferrari uh, to get if, for, to have Lewis Hamilton drive a Ferrari, they would take either of those drivers around the back of the garage with a shotgun. If the car's obviously doing well, the driver's obviously doing well as well. You, you're not going to have a situation where oh, that that Ferrari looks really good. It's a shame neither of their drivers can make it win. So uh, they will have the world championship. In which case, why do they need to spend the money on Lewis? Because Lewis Same with Red Bull. Because Lewis Hamilton, regardless of how much he costs, is much more marketable than both of those guys. But by that point, they might have Mick. And that's the... I, I think... I, I, I and don't that's think... the thing as well, I think... Sorry, go, Sorry, go, go on. Go on. I was just going to say, I don't... I, I'm, I'm, I, I hope Mick Schumacher becomes a fine Formula One driver. I don't think he'll ever be top tier level. Not, not like Lewis Hamilton or his dad. If he is, though, and if no. he's in a Ferrari uh, at that well, point, he will, he will shift the gear. He will be very marketable. Maybe, maybe. But, I mean, look, again, Lewis Hamilton is the... Even more than Schumacher, to be perfectly honest. Because even when Schumacher was in Ferrari and he was winning, he was a very famous Formula One driver. Uh, he he was never as big as Lewis Hamilton is. You know, outside of that, hitting that David Beckham, Tiger Woods sort of ascending your own sport, sort of. He, yeah, area. he was. Michael Schumacher was that driver that anyone could name if they were asked to name a uh, Formula maybe. One driver. I don't think we saw that. I don't think we saw it as much over here. 
But no, but I don't think he has the he had the exposure because the difference is that I think where Lewis likes the extra exposure that he gets from being like celebrity Lewis Hamilton, like the the reason Schumacher was so successful in a in a different way to Lewis was he was just a machine. He was a Formula One machine. But I mean, Whereas, the, but the, the Schumacher the Schumacher brand in Europe was infinitely bigger than it was over here. I mean, don't forget in Britain Schumacher was the bad guy. And that, oh no no! And, and that, no and that, I realise that. that yeah, but and that, think, that goes but back to in 19... Europe. Yeah, I don't think Schumacher was a global property. I think Lewis Hamilton is a global property. But when Schumacher was winning in Ferrari, that's why I think when Schumacher was winning in Ferrari, F1 wasn't really the global property that it is now. And I'm talking about the lack of exposure in America. Now Lewis Hamilton has got big, and the brand Lewis Hamilton has got big um, because Americans can name him now. Schumacher didn't. Uh, Schumacher didn't really have the opportunity to do that because um, F1 wasn't. You know, it wasn't being run by Americans with an idea of marketing. It was being. Yeah, but that, it was, that, it was being, that doesn't it was, matter. It was being run by a British pensioner. Yeah, but that doesn't matter because Lewis Hamilton's playing by twenty twenty one rules. So it 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 doesn't matter what the past is. I'm just I'm just saying that there's nowhere no one on the grid with the length and breadth. Of popularity that Lewis Hamilton has, I think the one risk mark could leaving from going to a gym like Ferrari. You're gonna have to do that. You're gonna have to do that one again. You Daleks out. I thought I heard something about risk management at one point. (laughs) (laughs) No. He's Lewis Hamilton's not going to want to risk his long-term marketability uh, by going to a team like Ferrari, for example, like a, a rival team to Mercedes. Um, late on in his career, he's going to want to finish his career at Mercedes so that he has that marketability alongside Mercedes after his career is over. I don't think he's going anywhere else uh, to another team um, after... You know, I, I think he'll retire with Mercedes, whether that's at the end of 21 or 22, um, whenever it is. I don't see him breaking that partnership. He's already spoken about drivers like Sterling Moss, uh, you know, and, and Tony Brooks, who were they were Mercedes drivers and Mercedes looked after them, even though Mercedes weren't in Formula One. They were always part of the of the you know Mercedes family, if you will, in inverted commas. Hamilton quite likes that. He's he's been Mercedes power since day one in in Formula One, uh, when McLaren were the de facto Mercedes works team, and you know I don't think he's going to want to break that bond. I think he wants to be that Mercedes lifer, which is going to see him uh, much more marketable uh, as a resource after uh, his Formula One career is over. Maybe. Do you not think maybe if? Mercedes become Ineos, then um, Hamilton back to McLaren Mercedes might be a possibility. I still think Ferrari's the the the, the biggest opportunity. I think, to be perfectly honest, I think he'd go wherever he could go, which has got which has got the best car. You know that that's that's what it is at the end of the day for him. Um, for, as for the teams and what they want to pay him. It's they want they they would pay him what they think he's worth. Like personally, I still the the more the more time is ticking on, and you can see the other drivers like that are around and around right now. 
I struggle to see how, like, if Max Verstappen's going to win a world championship still, just because he's. It, I, I wonder whether he's going to be that guy. You know, you you always have like really really good drivers, which championships just sort of escape. Um, and I, but I, I can see him making the move like a frustration move, and getting it wrong like Fernando Alonso got it wrong. So I, you know, which, which the, time? the next thing, all of the times, <laughs> apart from Alpine, every time, apart from Alpine, because Alpine's going to win him a world championship. But um, <laughs> the, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I can see like Red Bull. Red Bull would throw money at Lewis Hamilton to get to get him in that car. Like the the Red Bull brand with Lewis Hamilton next to it. Jesus Christ, that could make money. I don't think he did that many extreme sports. I think his insurers had stopped him from doing it. Well, he's got his, <laughs> he's got his nasty flavour of monster already, hasn't he? He does like an energy drink. <clears throat> Nobody likes that stuff, no. though. And those cans need updating because they say when you're five-time world champion Lewis Hamilton, so, uh, you might want to... No prints and you can. Have they been updated, or has they just not sold out of the original batch yet because no one's buying it? That's yeah, that's more likely. <laughs> that, you stick that much sugar in something, that's going nowhere. That, that's good. <laughs> that's going to be fresh for a long time. <laughs> the doomsday preppers got sellers full of that oh. stuff. <laughs> no, they want stuff that's going to keep them alive. <laughs> So I think we're all of the opinion this this is either a stopgap or it. Yeah, but I mean, do you think it's? I, uh... see, I, I don't think it's it. I I think it would be a sabbatical. I don't think he, I, I they they all come back, don't they? You know, the world champions. If 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 they disappear, apart still from still Rosberg, I was going to say still knocked. waiting for Rosberg. <laughs> yeah, but like most of the most of the racers, like the the really successful guys. They leave and then they they come back at some point. You know, it, 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 usually not to great fanfare, but uh, they they all try and come back at some point. Yeah, Hakkinen did. He's, he's still on a sabbatical, isn't he? I think he never actually officially yeah. retired. <laughs> no, I think he did. I think he officially ended his sabbatical in like 2016. Yeah, I, I think I remember something like that. And then he made a come, said he was making a comeback last year because he's going to do some kind of uh, veteran sports car series. Something like that. Well, he's doing DTM, was he, up until like 2013 or something? Mm. But yeah, um, I, th- I think it might affect Hamilton's performance during 2021. I think it's, it's, it's unlikely to affect it to the point where he's, you know, he's unhappy within the team. Uh, so. I, you know, it's it, it's very early to make sort of like championship predictions, given that you know we, we don't really know what's going on. But I think I think Lewis is still in a very strong position to be, uh, you know, the favourite for this year's world championship. Oh, he's definitely the favourite. There's no 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 doubt about that. But there's just there's just something if you it he's easily shook, isn't he? We haven't we we haven't seen him in a position where he's been challenged since Rosberg left Formula One. 
Um, yeah, and even a shaken Lewis Hamilton, I don't think Valtteri, and no disrespect to Valtteri Bottas, very good Formula One driver, but not not great. Um, I don't think he's good enough to challenge Lewis Hamilton, even when Hamilton's you know a little bit off kilter. You're probably right. To be fair, you're probably right. You'd need a you'd need a better Red Bull, maybe. I think different teams are going to win races this year. I think Vettel and Aston Martin are in with a strong shout of winning races. I think um, uh, McLaren and especially Daniel Ricciardo are in shout with winning races. Uh, a revived Ferrari. We don't know how, how well that's going to go for Ferrari. I think they, they might possibly win races. With, with which driver, nobody knows, because I don't think Carlos Sainz is, is, is widely regarded to just you know sit back as a number two. Um, so it, it it might be a more open season, but in terms of uh, Mercedes and where they where they were going into twenty twenty one, I think they're still the favourites, and I think that they'll win the majority of races. And it'd be difficult if uh, you know difficult to see anything at the moment, sat here in February, uh, other than another Lewis Hamilton World Championship. If um, if Alpine can give Alonso the same car or a better car than they give Daniel Ricciardo, I say Alonso wins a race. That's a possibility. Because I think there's there was a couple of races last year, that, uh, or at least one race last year, which I think Renault had the chance to do really well in. Um, and I, I, I think Alonso probably would have done what Ricciardo couldn't have done. What, Merckxer will get the tattoo before he um... quit? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about um, uh, Alonso doing, you know, necessarily what Ricardo couldn't have done, but I think it's uh, it's more. It is definitely likely that Alonso will do the the Alonso thing of pu- pulling that car further up the grid than it possibly should be. Yeah. And uh, if the ducks all line up in a row, you know, much like in Bahrain, where um, or the Sakia Grand Prix, where you've got Verstappen out of the race, uh, you know, one Mercedes is is you know. I think or that's both the race the I'm thinking of, you know. I think yeah, that's... Verstappen out of a race, Mercedes doing a pit stop troubles, you know, um, Ferrari not there, then I think you've certainly got room for, for Alonso to, to snatch a win or, you know, a podium. I think you'll definitely get a podium. I think, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think we'll see Alonso on the podium, but I don't know, I think... Seeing as there's not much, not much advancement from last year's cars, um, I think. Well, do you, do you know what, mate? The uh, listening to the boys on the race podcast talk about it, and what like the changes that have been made, um, especially to like the, the with like the back end of the car and stuff like that. It's it's much more like the the, the changes that are there. Are, are much more like car changing than you think they would be for such you know for such a short like for such a small change. Yeah, it's, I said last week, didn't I? It's, it's the chassis that are, that are being carried through, mm-hmm. um, and, and a lot of the car is a lot of it's the same, but also a lot of it is different. And I think McLaren are actually going in with a hundred percent new car, um, new it's, engine, it's, isn't it? Yeah, new engine, new gearbox, uh, totally new rear end, uh, the suspension and everything, uh, as well as the uh, the aero changes have been made for the rear end, for the diffuser and for the floor and for the brake duct uh, winglets. Um, 
so the whole aero philosophy of McLaren's cars had to change. Uh, we saw bits of it creeping onto the car towards the end of last year, so that they could, you know, test test one or two pieces of it, uh, sort of see how how it would work. Um, but yeah, McLaren are the only team going into twenty twenty one with a, an entirely new car. Um, there is an interview, I think I mentioned it last week, there's an interview on YouTube with James Allison where he, he basically says it's very strange for Mercedes not to be building a 100% new car and just sort of mm-hmm. carrying bits from the, the old car and sort of putting them ready for assembly in the new car. Now, it'll be, I'll, I'll be interested to see what uh, what Alpine can do because... Yeah, right. That that car that car was strong at certain times last year, and you know maybe Alonso can turn a third into a second or a fourth into a third. I'm just I'm just not hundred percent sure about hundred percent sure about wins because when it comes to actual grunts, he's still got two Mercedes to deal with. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the at the end of the day that regardless of where they end, ended up in the championship, come to, towards the end of the year. That Renault was the third best car on the grid. Definitely, and um, I don't know. I think it, it was it was helped with. Yeah, only... I think the racing point maybe was. I mean, the Renault was helped helped being further up by um, being further up by the fact that there was only one of the two Red Bull drivers that could actually handle the car. So you kind of you kind of gain a position from that. Because no, we, we Red, Red Bull was Red Bull was clearly a better car, but I think uh, between that the the McLaren Renault and um, Racing Point, I think I think the the Renault ended up the better of those cars, like towards the last few races. Oh yeah, it's, yeah, it certainly it certainly was a lot stronger by the end of the season. Um, you know that they they had developed it, and just just the improvements from uh, twenty nineteen. I think it was probably of, yeah. of those three, it was probably the most consistent. Certainly towards like the last third of the season, so Racing Point had the odd race where they were really good, and then sort of fell back, and you were like, "What the fuck's going on here?" Whereas Renault were mm. pretty solidly in the same neck of the woods. Mm. I still say with the with the new back end for the racing point though, um, especially if Mercedes managed to be like tripping over themselves a little bit, that Vettel with a more planted rear end of his car is the dark horse of this championship. I thought Alonso was going to be the dark horse of the championship and win races and win the title. According to you, I, I don't know. Why... Two dark horses. No, no. If you just if like if it, I, that's what I want, but I mean, like the the the, the honest thing is, like, I think I think Alonso will will get podiums, maybe win a race. But twenty twenty two, on the other hand, I think there's a there's a chance for any of the top guys to win a championship in twenty twenty two. But um, you're you're like I I think Vettel's going to be really strong in the racing point. I, I I think that car is going to fix the issues that Vettel's had with the red with the um, what's with, it called with the red car <laughs> the Ferrari, the Ferrari car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well I mean the, the issues that Vettel had with the red car was the rear end wasn't planted and half the time was where the front end should be yeah because it wasn't planted 
Um, there's also rumours of a new team looking to come into F1, according to uh, according to race fans. Um, Monaco F1 racing team. So it's not backed by the hard to find energy drink or Stefan Grand Prix. There's, Ooh, there's a name that keeps getting. Well, the... Yeah, they were the Romanian bunch that kept kept reappearing. Was it Romanian? I thought I thought they were Slovakian. Possibly Slovakian, yeah. There was a, I can remember around about the time that Caterham, Marussia, and um, the other one, HRT, came into Formula One, that they uh, that there was a, a Romanian or Eastern European team uh, sniffing around. They may have been Slovakian, but uh, yeah, so a, a Monaco-based Formula One team, possibly in the works. Yeah, um, there's a guy called Salvatore Gandolfo, which um, wonderful name! He's one. Of, he's one of Take the main. Ca- he sounds like that. an extra from the Sopranos. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think he was one of the main characters in the uh, Italian translation of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> um, he he was the founder of um, a management company, Monaco Increase Management, with such clients as uh, Pascal Verline and um, Alex Palau. Or Polo, is it? I can never, I can never remember how you pronounce his name. In IndyCar, he's Hello. become Polo, but I think that's just Americans mm. saying it wrong. I but, think it is Polo. Right. Okay. Polo sounds correct. Mm. Um, so he's looking to um, he's looking to put a team together um, starting next year, um, leaving it a bit bloody late. It's, that, it's not going to happen uh, because Stefano Domenicali has said that um, the two hundred million dollar. It's now called an anti-dilution fee, not an entry fee. Anti-dilution fee. Yeah, it gets split. It it gets split amongst the existing ten teams to make up for the lack of revenue they'll get with an eleventh team on the grid. Right. Have they have they employed uh, Ron Dennis to start doing the, the like the the words again? I mean, it sounds like Ron speak. <laughs> it sounds like a bung. To me, this. <laughs> What, an Italian businessman paying a bung? <laughs> that, would, that would never happen. So, um, yeah, apparently they, um, they're looking to um, get something going soon so we, we could see Princess Pascal back. Don't all cheer at once. So they can feel the excitement <laughs> for that. I mean, no. Look, looked it up, by the way. Stefan Grand Prix, Bad Serbian. Oh, Serbian. Serbian. Still Eastern European. Um, but they're also being. <laughs> they're also... Are Panthera also looking at joining? Uh, who, sorry? Panthera. Pa- Panthera Team Asia. That oh, rings They've been bell. talking about joining in 2022 as well, haven't they? Yeah, they've got they've gone really quiet. There's been uh, there's been nothing come out of them for the last few months. I've forgotten about Panthera that. Team I'm only referring Panthera. to them as Panthera. Yes. Yeah. No. Panthera Team Asia sounds like an anime um, cartoon which involves like schoolgirls being um, like action heroes morphing into panthers. Yeah, that's, and then that's, riding that's, 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 around. That's all of them, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but this Monaco team, it's it, uh, apparently it's going to be run by uh, Daniele Odetto, who was the managing director of Super Aguri. Right, so so Pascal Verline and Super Aguri. Um, it's not a great, um, 
you know, background be going in with. But I mean, I suppose everyone's got to start somewhere. Yeah, Eddie Jordan started selling carpets out the back of his car behind his day job to fund his team. <laughs> I was going to go somewhere else with that, but yeah, okay. <laughs> then he put one on his head. Was that what we were going for? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, I've not heard anything from um, Pan- Panthera or Pantera in a while. Quiet from a, uh, a quick Google search. I was going to say you're the, you're the one with the uh, the active internet device, Sean. Have you got anything on them? Uh, yeah, it would appear the the two hundred million pound waiver fee got discussed in relation to Panthera, and then they seem to have disappeared. <laughs> got, got the bluff calls like oh no shit we actually think we're going to do it so Pantera decided to walk <sighs> they so did is that a met- is I was going to say <laughs> yeah of course of course it is and it's an apt it's an apt joke <laughs> I was going to go down the road of like if they uh, if they had um, if they decided that they were, were going to sign up for a Mercedes um, power unit would they also be showing a vulgar display of power oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm trying to get Is, a... isn't there still talk of Audi coming in isn't that being sort of talked yeah about they're again? on the fringes well, what's funny is Stefano Domenicali was at Audi, wasn't he? After he was. Ferrari and before he um, joined Formula One, mm-hmm. he was at Audi and um, Volkswagen were interested in joining Formula One as an engine supplier uh, before Dieselgate, just as Dieselgate was uh, was happening. When was that, 2017, 2016, around then sometime? About then, yeah, I think. Certainly, yeah. certainly, um, it was certainly so, while we've been going. Yeah, and now Volkswagen have ploughed all of their uh, resources into doing electric now. So I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, you know a VW um, um, Formula E team, unless there already is one, um, in in the very near future. But uh, Audi is um, you know possibly the branch of the Volkswagen Group that could could enter Formula One now. Of course, Domenicali's got the contacts. He he's he was uh, the head of their of their uh, racing group for. About three or four years, it must have been. So, the rumours are swirling that they are uh, also on the on the verges of um, wanting to enter when the engine freeze stops, or rather, when the engine formula changes. But when that changes, is subject to all the current teams in Formula One coming to an agreement. Some say it should it's going to be the end of twenty twenty five, which is when it's actually supposed to be. Some say that's going to be extended to 2027 or 2028. So that's a long, long way away at the moment. I mean, I guess it depends on how much Red Bull get the way with the engine freeze because they want it for as long as possible so they can buy the uh, buy the Honda technology. Can I yeah, hear something? Um, you just watch? Danny, you is said, someone it... about to explode? It's not me. It's not me at all. <laughs> I can hear ticking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. It stopped, so someone's about to go up. <laughs> well, someone typing. No. <laughs> anyway, Audi. Right, carry on. Yeah. <laughs> I got off. Yeah, I think it. I think it'd be good to see a, a new manufacturer in Formula One. To be honest with you, um, Volkswagen Group haven't had a. I don't think they've ever had a. a um, uh, presence in Formula One, as far as I'm aware, um, well, might I mean, there be was, wrong. There but... was there was Porsche engines in the McLaren. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. There's, there was those on there, yeah. Porsche engines. Um, 
Although, the, although yes, aside from that, although they were, um, I think McLaren had some kind of uh, fallout, and in true in true form, when you fall out with your engine supplier, you rebrand it Tag Heuer, which is what <laughs> McLaren did. Of course, yeah, yeah, it was McLaren Tag, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And just, uh, I'm doing a quick Google, so if you do hear ticking this time, it is me actually. <laughs> uh, actually. <laughs> um, but news on X drivers now. Um, Peugeot have launched their WEC hypercar lineup for 2022. This is very keen. D- yes, it is. is. A, this is well, a season it, that will start in the May. Is it May their season starts? April, May? Yeah. So it's over but a also, year in advance. Th- th- this is this is the most trumped news of of, of any motorsport ever um, because they put their announcement out roughly what was it about fifteen minutes before Mercedes announced Lewis if, Hamilton? If that, yes, it was it was not well timed <laughs> by Peugeot. So just in case you missed it, um, amongst their lineup will be K Mag, Paul Deresta, and Jean Eric Verne. It's a real what might have been. Yeah, it's a, it's a sort of solid, average, recentish F1 driver reject, isn't it? Yeah, there's a few other drivers as well, isn't there? Um, it sounds like a team solid enough to win a WEC championship. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it's exactly what they've gone with. Yeah, they've got um, the seven, seven drivers in total. There's uh, like Deval as well, who um, was in a Le Mans winning team. He was he was in the Alan McNish Tom Christensen Audi, so I think he was also in the team. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think he's, he's done a little bit of Formula E as well, hasn't he? He has. Yeah, I think he might still be with Audi because Audi do have a Formula E team, do they not? Ah, possibly. And somebody called James Rossiter, who apparently tested nope, not a clue. He, he tested a Honda in the two thousands. <laughs> Yeah, not key, not uh, familiar with Mr. Rossiter. Not that one, anyway. <laughs> no. Um, Leonard Rossiter, yes. <laughs> I don't think it's that one. Guy Armstrong. Another one we're all familiar yes. with. Yes, I know. I know. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah, yeah. And Mark. Yeah. Um. But not James. <laughs> no. I only know Stretch Armstrong. We weren't doing Armstrongs, were we? No, we weren't. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said Armstrong. <laughs> no, Rossiter. He said Armstrong. He said Armstrong after Rossiter. Yes, it did, did say Armstrong, yeah, but but it's 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 a precursor to Rossiter. Ah, <laughs> I know none of these people. So James Rossiter, very confusing. Yeah, James Rossiter, who we don't know, and apparently we don't know his family either, and he should he might even be called Armstrong. <laughs> as far Man, as do you know James Rossiter? I do not know. <laughs> Anyway, Peugeot, Peugeot now have a team for uh, for next year. We just haven't seen the car yet. I don't think they have either. Nice uh, colour scheme though. That black with that like bright lime, like like lime greeny uh, kind of yellowy colour. It's like a, it's quite cool. It's like brawn after dark. And yeah, now, I quite like it. <laughs> and now Lee's suddenly interested. Mm. Which for for twenty four <laughs> hour racing, a sort of yeah, night timey vibe is is cool. Yeah, dark mode brawn. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to um, WEC season this year, just just to find out what um, what the difference these hypercars are going to bring to it. Is Although, it this year or next year they start that? Some are starting this year. Toyota have got theirs. 
Um, Got you, okay. One of the teams is entering a Rebellion LMP1 that's been modified to the new standards. And there's another, there's another, right, okay. there's a sort of privateerish team building, I think they're building their own from scratch. So I would like to congratulate Toyota on winning another <laughs> WEC title. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I've got the, um, I know it's a bit, little bit, uh, a little bit slow, but I've got the 12 brands that come under the Volkswagen group. Um, so they, they, there is a quite a large um, contingent here, which could be from, you, you know, you could use as motorsport entry in, in pretty much any formula, including motorcycles. We've got, obviously, Volkswagen, and then Audi, Seat, Skoda, Bentley, Bugatti, Lamborghini, Porsche, Ducati, and then Volkswagen commercial vehicles, Scania, and man trucks. So Ooh. you could even get into truck racing. No, let's see. Get the Scania F1 entry. That's what the people want to see. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I'd, for, well, I'd forgotten they owned Bentley. Mm. Bugatti and Lamborghini. I forgot about uh, Lamborghini being part of the Volkswagen group as well. And, of course, we've had Lamborghini in Formula 1 before with uh, very little success. Well, they were going to power McLaren, weren't they, after Honda, but then that didn't work. Then it was that bad that McLaren went with Peugeot instead. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you can either... No, they went with Ford first. I think they went with Ford for 93 and then went with... Uh... Peugeot for 94, before finally going to sign for Mercedes, which then, you know, that, that the rest is history. It, it, it kind of worked after that. Um, I think that's, that's about it for uh, sort of all the, all the newsy stuff this week, isn't it? I don't think, don't think yeah. there's anything more. Oh, Mazepin flag. Oh, yes, he's not allowed to race under his national flag, is he? He or any Russian driver um, is not allowed to compete in a world championship under the Russian flag or have the Russian anthem played if they are on the podium. Um, all part of Russia's big drugs ban worldwide. So they're not, they're not representing Russia. Who are they representing? They are an independent athlete or some bollocks like that. I think they're allowed to have a vague reference to Russia on their uniform, but it cannot be bigger than reference to them being an unaffiliated independent. You mean like that massive sponsorship logo that Mazepin's got for Moscow Moscow State University? Yeah, can't have that. You cannot have the two-headed eagle, the Russian <laughs> emblemy thing. Oh, okay. Can't have that. The Russian Grand can't Prix can't have the three bands of colour. The can't white, have the three red bands of colour. No. Um, the Russian Grand Prix itself will not um, be allowed to have the anthem on the Putin parade. So, if it's not called the Russian Grand Prix, where is it held? I think is it, it the global Grand Prix. I think Prix? it is called the Russian Grand Prix still, but it's not allowed to have the Russian anthem. Um, so, yeah, this is all lots of complicated fun. Has this happened before ever? It's... Like when a country is banned from like world championships. Yeah, the, yeah, la- yeah, the, the last Olympics. The last Olympics, all the Russian athletes were um, oh, independent. Are. Yeah, they were all the Olymp- Yeah, what was it? The Olympic, Olympic athletes athletic- from Russia. Yeah, but that's that's a competition. Do you, do you know what I mean? That's a, a obviously a big competition. Yeah. Yeah, but to have a country banned from because I, I take it this is just a blanket professional sport world championship yeah. ban is it yes so we don't know so yet has this ever will... happened before i don't know actually it's unclear as well whether it will apply to f2 and f3 because they're not sort of your top tier world championship 
they're, yeah, they're, they're not, world, not, they're not, not world, world championships, yeah. are they? Yeah. So yeah, they're not sure whether that's no, going to even though they are there. global sports. Yes. Yeah. So there's a bit of confusion there. So it's all all good, all good technical fun. I'm not. I'm not sure. I agree with that. With it. It's a tricky one, get, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I I get it. I get that. Mm. If if a country has been cheating at a sport, that they should be punished for that. You know, if if they've been doing something wrong, then those individuals that were cheating should be punished in that particular discipline. But I'm not sure. To be perfectly honest, if it's not like not want to throw the R word around too often, it's a bit racist or it's a bit countryist. No, it's not. It's because no, it is, Russia was supposed to abide. They were supposed no, no, to abide by a certain tar- set of rules. You're tarring every you're tarring every individual with that one misdemeanor. Yeah, but it was it was no, it, 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 that, it was state sponsored. That was the thing. Yeah, that, yeah. that's that, that's fine. No, but you can't like, but it, it's it's not it's not every single. It has if it was going on globally in every single championship that or every single event and every single thing that Russians were involved in, fine. But it's not. It's, it's, it seems no, like... No, but if you remember Danny Kvyat, Danny Kvyat was allowed to race under the Russian flag last year and, yeah. you know, the year before. That's fine. But it's to do with, and I'm not entirely au fait with exactly what's happened, but Russia was supposed to have agreed and adhered to a certain set of rules based on the last ban that they got in 2017 and they haven't adhered to or um uh, those rules so now they they're not allowed any representation in any global sport um it's it's yeah it's it, it's, it's because they it, keep breaking the rules. It's, it's not like you, oh you've broken the well, rules then, therefore well, every russian Russia, has broken the rules ban well, russians from global sport like the, if you if you're going to do it, do it properly, ban Russians from global sport. So I think the exemption they this, made for the Olympics was it was uh, Russians who were not based in Russia were all allowed to compete as independent athletes because they were geographically separate from this state-sponsored doping debacle. So I think the only yeah. athlete they had was one who happened to be based in Florida. Um, so I imagine with Mazepin, because I think, does he, does he live in London? Yeah, he goes to uni in London or something like that. Um, so he'll yeah, be... he, got, he got he got pulled up for speeding in um, in Brackley. Yeah, so yeah, so he'll be he'll be, he'll be he, he ran able... a red light. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he'll be able to say, well, I'm I'm not in Russia. They're not giving me anything. So that will be his defence. Yeah, I think I think what what it comes down to is that um, because it was state sponsored and Russia wouldn't. Um, Let's let's be honest here. Give, give, the, give the details sick. of what they did. So it's every every sport that has signed up to the World Anti-Doping Authority. Yeah, but if if it made sense, we wouldn't be having such a convoluted conversation about it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There's but so many. It, it does make sense. Buts. Yeah, but it, it, it does it, make sense if it's a state-sponsored program. Um, you you obviously can't punish athletes who haven't been found to do anything wrong. But they're trying to punish the country, so what they're doing is taking away the glory of those athletes winning any event for be, being reflected on the country. So it does seem like a, a sensible way to handle it. But I think you're you're going to end up hurting Agreed, the athletes. Yeah. But you're going to end up hurting the athletes anyway, aren't you? Because 
if the state aren't getting any recognition for the for those athletes doing well, then those athletes are going to get less state money. That's the point, though. The athletes who get state money can't compete. It's only independent athletes who are away from Russia anyway. Right. I do. I, it's I, 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 it, it's I a technical it odd, minefield. It really is. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it just 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 because just because you say it's it's a fucking Eddie Izzard sketch. Do you have a flag? <laughs> you know, it's, um, just because just because you say you're not allowed to say you're Russian doesn't make you stop being Russian. No, but like Russian, Dan said, Russian it, it, it takes the glory people. away from the country. So if Mazepin is successful in Formula One, and yeah. he won't, he none of the glory would be like. Will be there'll be no Russian flag, there'll be no Russian anthem, but Mazepin will still have the individual uh, attainment of you know whatever it is, podium or whatever, however far he gets. A little bit far fetched given that he's in a house, um, <laughs> but um, the, the the exposure is still there for the athletes who haven't done anything wrong, but it's taken away for the country who were state sponsoring cheating in sports. Yeah. That's why it's for. I, I, I just want to see Mazepin top step of the podium at some point this season and they don't know what to do about the anthem, so they just play Never Gonna Give You Up. I reckon he should get to pick. <laughs> he should get to pick like his own song and design his own random flag. <laughs> I think there's oh, a whole... I'd go, for, I'd, I'd go for Stone Cold Steve Austin's entrance music. There you go, you see? <laughs> this is a whole area for, for independent Russian athletes to explore. <laughs> that, yeah, that'll be interesting. <laughs> right, I think that's, that's, it for, that's it for the newsy stuff. Um, now, we did... Sort of, Are we doing multiple, multiple oh, shunts? I was going to say, oh. we, did, we did tease a bit of a, bit of a shunt special. And I've got one that I would like to do before Lee throws one in. Cause yeah, well, you just... Because we've done like a proper episode anyway, so we'll, I'll just save mine till like future episodes. We'll just do yours if you want. I was going to say we're on, we're only sort of fifty eight minutes in. We've probably got probably got time for two. Um, I, just, I do have one. I also have one. In which that I case, wrote myself. Right, multi shunt. Tell you what, everybody but Lee does a shunt. <laughs> Crazy. Okie dokie. Well, I should have brought one, shouldn't I? <laughs> we brought enough for everybody. <laughs> I. I, th- I I think three is enough for anybody. <laughs> I, I, I can hear the people turning the podcast off now as we speak. Hey, you're kidding, aren't you? The number, the number of tweets and other messages I've got saying, are you doing the shunt special? Mm, I oh, see the apparently I have too. to do. Apparently I have to do a... I have to do another Andy Murray impression at some point tonight, so I might do that. I might do my my shunt as Andy Murray. Excellent! Wow. Can't wait for that one. Uh, right, I've got I've got one here. Um, regular regular friend of the show and um, I racer Travis Dorado sent this one in, and I'm really I'm really look, looking forward to hearing some of the reactions to some of these questions. That's bodes well. Right, starting off in traditional fashion. I was born. Yay. In May nineteen twenty, yes. in May nineteen twenty-three, back in the day. So a young. Okay, that's uh, Bernie Eccleston's be, age. So someone who potentially think, is ninety-eight I, this year. I think, I think I know who it is already. Excellent! Oh strong, wow! Strong stuff. Okay. Wow! Right. Okay. I'm going to. I'm going to. Can I? Can I throw? A, can I throw away our first guess? After want, uh, the first clue is controversial. May 1923? Yeah. 
If it's a person, I think it might be Louis Chiron. Oh. Okay, we'll bear that in mind. My trivia on Louis Chiron is minimal, so <laughs> if it's if it is, I'm going to be feckle and use for the rest of these clues, I fear. Right. <laughs> okay, second clue. I... My first race was on an Indian chief and ended by crashing into another racer head on. It's probably not Louis Chiron. <laughs> <laughs> it's a time travelling Pastor Maldonado. It sounds like not a successful racing career. Um, after flying bombers in World War Two, I became a race mechanic, crew chief and owner for multiple teams in both NASCAR and Indy. And normally I'd say, can I have your first guess, please? But Chris has already, thrown, had a first. Yeah. Chris has already thrown it out there. <laughs> Right, fourth clue. I am best known for being innovative in development of cars and for bending the rules. Interesting. Ferrari. (laughs) (laughs) I once put a basketball into an oversized fuel tank for scrutineering. I then deflated it and pulled it out and filled the tank up. Could definitely be Ferrari, to be fair. (laughs) (laughs) Another trick of mine was to use 11 feet coils of 2 inch diameter tubing for the fuel line to add an extra 5 gallons to the car's fuel capacity Fuck is this dead dastardly <laughs> <laughs> and I will need a guess <laughs> <laughs> Dick, Dick Dastardly's the best I've got, guys. That does sound like a solid guess to me. <laughs> Ferrari and Dick Dastardly of similar, <laughs> similar strategies. Dick <laughs> Oh, sorry. It's, it's, uh, I'm going to be so bad at this. I'm so much better at just reading them out. My only other one would be like Jason from Jason and the Wheeled Warriors. <laughs> Right, clue, clue number seven. During tech inspection, NASCAR gave me a list of 11 things wrong with the car and then drained and pulled the fuel cell out, claiming the car was illegal. With the fuel cell still out of the car, I jumped in, started it and drove it back to the shop. So the fuel cell was just there for decoration then. <laughs> I love the idea of they took the fuel cell out because they accused me of cheating. Because it was... Cause so it was I got in and drove away? Yeah. <laughs> You'll never catch me. <laughs> do, you think, do, you think, do you think the scrutineers were there with a the fuel cell in their hands and like watching him drive off like, hang on a second, boys. <laughs> Motherfucker. Um, I've been known to bring unique cars to Indy, including a car with an upside-down engine and the side-saddle car. Ooh, the side saddle car. That sounds painful. Sounds sexy. (laughs) Different takes on that, then. (laughs) Uh, A side saddle sounds like one of those Victorian love chairs. (laughs) Uh, Right, clue number nine. Um, There's 11 altogether, so I'll, I'll have a guess after clue nine. There's no, there's, there's genuinely no spaffer in here. I was going to say, usually the tradition is ten plus spaffer, yeah, is it not? What yeah. is this? No, this 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 is eleven, and believe me, none of them are spaffers. Uh, clue nine. Some of my contributions include developing the original Chevy small block engine, designing early safer walls, 
Uh, first person to run aero at Indy, safer fuel cells, and alternative fuel sources like hydrogen, fuel vapour, and animal and fat. Nu- <laughs> and nuclear Anim- power. Animal fat. And inventing an engine test bench that is still used today. Inventing what, sorry, a test bench? An engine test bench that is still used today. <laughs> Melting animals down as fuel. Is it Dr. Robotnik? <laughs> <laughs> uh, is 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 that your guess? I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I've got nothing better. I guess, same. I want to say uh, some some American somebody uh, American who uh, has got a name uh, with to do with fuel, someone like Pennzoil or or Mexico. I thought you were just going to leave it at an American who's got a name. You know. Flood, I'd like to say somebody that isn't a fictional cartoon <laughs> character, but here we are. <laughs> Big Dastardly's American, right? <laughs> we think so. Uh, right. Despite being two-time Mechanic of the Year, two-time Championship Crew Chief, winning multiple races as Crew Chief, including nine with nine Hall of Fame drivers, and in over a dozen different Hall of Fames, I have never been nominated for the NASCAR Hall of Fame. It's because he couldn't leave his house without <laughs> cheating. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> right, Lee, um, now, Lee, now you know how we feel. No, this is the hardest one ever. <laughs> Surely. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty difficult, isn't it? I yeah. still think the hardest one ever not was... Not so easy Ralph, without the answer in front of you, is it? Ralph, no, it's not. Ralph Schumacher's ex-wife is still, I think, the hardest one ever. I don't know, Xena Warrior Princess was up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was pretty oh, difficult. Of, and what's-his-face's glass eye? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got that one. We got that one. We got that one. Right, what, what I guess counts as a spaffer, because it's the last <laughs> clue. As a teen racing my motorcycle, the engine smoked so heavily, the track announcer gave me my nickname and it stuck with me for the rest of my life. Smoky Joe. I missed I miss that you did break up a little bit there, so you can just repeat that one. Um, yeah, as a teen riding my motorcycle, the engine smoked so much that the track announcer gave me my nickname and it stuck with me for the rest of my life. No, I've got nothing. No. Same. I reckon Lee was pretty close to Smokey Joe, to be perfectly <laughs> honest with you. <laughs> You going? Is that what you're going for? Let's do Smoky Joe. Yeah, I don't think we've got anything else. You are so close, Smoky Eunuch. Who? Henry. <laughs> Henry Smoky <laughs> Eunuch. Oh, I, I wish I, I wish it just said Smoky. Eunuch. <laughs> it's spelled Y U N I C K. Look at how it's spelled. <laughs> Can't call him a eunuch. Maybe that's why he's smoking. <laughs> Couldn't feel the burn. <laughs> oh shit! Now there's a cat. Yeah, apparently the um he, he was innovative and uh, very very cheaty. According according to Travis, his um his biography is eleven hundred pages long. 
Right. And there's an episode of Dinner with Racers mm. on Amazon Prime about in which I really need to watch if he's been doing things like the basketball trick. <laughs> and there's going to be more besides. So nice one, Trav, for sending that one in. You, um, yeah, that's cool. I like yeah. that one. You stumped us. Yep. I'll, uh, I'll find the Amazon link and uh, put that one up. Right. Sean, Chris, who's going next? Uh, shall I? I can go. So this is one I wrote. Yeah, can do. I wrote on the basis that I hadn't been sent any, so I thought I'd better cobble something together to contribute. Um, sorry, there's now a cat all up in my business, which is fun. Um, you will either get this very early or not at all, I suspect. So, Dick Dastardly. It's not Dick Dastardly. I will rule him out now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't waste that vital first guess, Lee. <laughs> are, are, we, are, we, are we ready? Yeah. I'm yeah, just, I think so. Let me just check I've written... Dan, are you ready? I'm just checking I'm I've ready. actually written the right number of clues. Yes, I have. I was born... Yay. ...in this century. Yes. Right. So okay, some, so, some, so... Somebody fairly young. I was... Okay, yeah, I was, very young. I was first spotted in the F1 paddock in pre-season testing in 2013. Aged 13. There was that picture, wasn't there, the other day of George Russell with Lewis Hamilton when he was a kid. That was Russell been born in this century? He's t- older than 21, isn't he? Yeah, I think I he is. I don't know. Yeah, I think he is. How long's Kimoa been a brand? Mm, I, I don't know. I know that kid Alonso is looking good, but he's a bit older than that. <laughs> Next clue. Yeah. Yeah. My parents were both champions. I'll be looking for a guess. Max Verstappen. Yeah, Max Verstappen's what? parents were both champions, weren't they? What year did the Mercedes Benz team start as a team? Twenty ten. What, what do we do? We not count Mercedes as like old Silver Arrows Mercedes now. No, I'm I'm trying to think of teams who started in 2013. Um, but yeah, I don't know that any team yeah. started in 2013. Well, in first seen in the Formula One paddock in pre-season testing in 2013, could be a new team. Oh yeah, of course. Oh, you 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 think you've seen it on track in 2013? Yeah. Mm. I don't think there was any new teams in 2013. Well, when when did Haas come in? Uh, 2016. Looking for a guess. I've got nothing better than Kimawa. I'm I'm still backing George Russell being just young enough for this. Mm, depends what. How would that fit in with parents both being champions? Don't know what they've done. Maybe 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 there's a random fact. I mean, it's this quiz. Random facts are pretty much the name of the game. <laughs> Are you wanting to go with, with Russell or? I have nothing better than Russell. Yeah, I've got no, no more. Okay. Number four. 
I was due to attend my first F1 race at Bahrain in 2013, but illness meant I didn't appear until Spain 2013. So it's a thing. Oh, is it the uh, the the current um, the current podium that just replaced a few steps with um, some flags up uh, flagpoles on it? The one with all, what? the actual po- the podium that they use because now they've got a standardised podium for all races and it used to used to be different at every one. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I have no idea. Well, yeah, but sorry, sorry. Will you will you repeat the clue, please? Yes, I was due to attend my first F one race at Bahrain in twenty thirteen, but illness meant I didn't appear until Spain twenty thirteen. I've never seen a podium that's got sick. <laughs> Clue number five? Yes. My name appeared <laughs> my name appeared on an F one car in December twenty twenty. Is it Roscoe the Dog? Oh That's a shout. Oh no, how cause what? No, because how old would Roscoe that would that make Roscoe? About eight. Well, first seen in the pa- yeah. Born, the- I was I was born this century, and was first seen in the paddock in preseason testing twenty thirteen. Yeah, There's no would- way Ron's McLaren would have allowed a dog at McLaren. So no. his first race at Mercedes, you know, he joins Mercedes in twenty thirteen, brings his dogs with him. I think yeah, it's but- Roscoe. And of, well, co- uh, and, of course, at the last race of the season, Mercedes had everyone connected with the car's name on the car, including Roscoe Dog. I will say, though, that, that, that usually those dogs are on their way out at that age, aren't they? You don't get, you don't get a great inning out of a bulldog. Well, this has taken an upsetting the, turn, hasn't it? <laughs> they're, not the, they're not the greatest of survivors. You've got one well, more. What, you, what, what do you mean? I don't think they've got a long life expectancy. You got one more clue. Well, Roscoe's you, still uh... around. Yeah, that, that's that's what I mean. But I I don't know what what year he what year he got him. I'm not sure he got him in 2013. I would say so. About then. You have one. Yeah, sorry, go on, yeah, Sean. You've got one more clue before you have to do a guess. If you uh, yeah, clue number six. I'm just going to clear my throat because I am croaking. <clears throat> in 2015, Sebastian Vettel said I helped him secure a race win over Lewis Hamilton. Because he would have kept Hamilton up all night, and Hamilton was tired the following day. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it could be Roscoe. Maybe, maybe you're going to go for Roscoe as your guess. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon. I reckon that is a good. I one. think so. Yeah, well, it's, it's probably not George Russell <laughs> <laughs> having a situation with the uh, the podcat here. <laughs> what, what is yeah. it? Dizzy stuff. Let, let's let let what what year did you say that was? Uh, in twenty fifteen, Vettel. Uh... Yeah, the, if if it was keeping them up all night, that puts Hamilton in a terrible position. That makes that that really tarnishes his character. If it was George Russell, <laughs> <laughs> he might have been reading bedtime stories to him. <laughs> right. um, Next clue. Yes, quickly. I so- am. Clue number seven. I am active on social media and have almost 300,000 followers on Instagram. It's Roscoe. 
I would think so. Yeah, sounds like it. Number eight. Away from F1, I am a part-time model. Yep. Nothing I, nothing I, to dissuade I don't know me about here. That, but okay. Yes. It's, yeah. got, yep. it, it's got an Instagram account, therefore it's a model. <laughs> so have I. Part-time model, there you go. <laughs> Yay! Clear number nine. My hobbies include tennis and frisbee. Easy things for a dog to catch. Even if you are a bulldog with a forehead that bounces off your bottom lip. <laughs> I, I contest this because... Merely catching a tennis ball in your mouth does not necessarily mean you're playing tennis. Andy Murray got a knighthood for doing that. It's fair. I stand Andy down. Murray. Clue number 10. Oh, hang on, hang on. Oh. Hang on. I think I heard a hint of Andy Murray there. No, we don't want to peek too soon. Yeah, hey, you did. <laughs> Andy Murray. Uh, tenth... I also think it's Roscoe the dog. <laughs> tenth clue? Yeah. I am a member it of the... Can't be anyone else. <laughs> 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 I am a member of the Mercedes team and my tasks have included attending press conferences and a takeover on the team's Instagram. Uh, Chris slash Andy Murray, you, came, you got this one first. Do you want to ask the question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are you Roscoe the dog? I am Roscoe the dog. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yeah, Good pa- Parents, champions, not in motorsport, obviously. Mm. <laughs> Oh yeah, because of course, pedigree dogs—they always have the parents' yep. names, and if the parents win a win a like a crufts or something, they get to call them. It's like I don't know, champion left foot house brick pepper army the third or something. Quite. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, the the tennis well, yeah, dog. I'm calling it house brick. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, just for you, the tennis bit—that is a direct quote from the Roscoe Instagram. He does claim that his hobbies include tennis. Right, okay. <laughs> I'm not I'm not, not going to lie. I'm questioning this. <laughs> uh, right, Flood, you are you are up next and if this one isn't Dick Dastardly or at least Mutley, Lee's going to be upset. <laughs> I was born. Yay. Yay. 1936. So we know it's not Smoky Eunuch right from the other. <laughs> <laughs> We've had enough smoky unit for one night. <laughs> yeah, three's my limit. <laughs> I started racing in 1960. Okay, start, started yeah. racing at 24. There wasn't as many go-karts around in those days. There was a bit of a war as well <laughs> got in the way. I first drove in Britain for Ken Tyrrell. Is that could be any number of drivers? I mean, back in back, <laughs> back in the day, was that not the equivalent of I've drove for Carling? Yeah, <laughs> it just, at some point it will have happened. Nineteen sixty. I know an electrician that works for Carling. <laughs> what time did he do in his Silverstone test? <laughs> I can hear a cat. Might not be mine. dizzy. I've got, no, might... I've got none near me. I've got dizzy on my lap, um, so it might ah, be, uh... be dizzy. My, my I'll, I'll need a guess. It's not dizzy. Um... Jackie X. Why not? 
seems to be about the right age. Ready for Clue 4? Yeah, I have nothing better. Yeah. Anyone else got... Dan, you got anything anything else? Nothing to add at the moment. Is it Roscoe? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Bruno's just punched me in the nads. (laughs) Smoky eunuch. (laughs) Oh, shit. There's a I, little I bit of a situation. Of <laughs> I feel I feel something's going on. Um, Bruno, yeah, Bruno, Bruno, Bruno has just stamped on Paul's bits, <laughs> and um, yeah. Do we need to take a break? Um, I'll be right. I'll I, think right. Oh. I think he's coming too. I think he's coming too. Oh, there are actually tears in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're I think we're okay. Clue four. <laughs> I. I drove the famous Papaya McLaren M8D, winning the Can-Am Cup. Right, now, Lee, we've seen this car. In the, in we the, have seen this car. In, in the flesh, as it were. Would but, that be... Would Bruce McLaren have driven that? I don't know if he ever actually drove in Can-Am. Um... Whose car was it? Because I, who whose name was on it when uh, we were there? Uh, Danny Holm, I think. Was it? I think it was. See, I thought it was Bruce McLaren's car because that the, the the papaya one is the one with the high rear wing, wasn't it? No, it was the uh, it was the sports car looking papaya one next to the it. Sports car looking one. Yeah. Oh. So I think I think that was Danny Holm in that case. Clue five. My last race was in 1992. It wasn't Bruce McLaren. Because he would have been around by then, would he? I think the same for Denny Hume. I think he'd have been dead by then. No, I think he died in uh, Bathurst. He died doing a race, yeah. In Bathurst, in the ni- I'm sure it was in the 90s. Now, we've had Denny Hume before, and hmm. he was pimped as the first F1 champion to die of natural causes. And I think James Hunt died before 92. Of natural causes, <clears throat> so I think mm. Hume must have died before that. Clue six: I got an OBE for motorsports in nineteen ninety-two. Could be James Hunt. No, no, I think he died no, nineteen ninety he... or ninety-one. And if he'd have, if James Hunt had have driven. That papaya McLaren, we'd have already seen that more. That is true. That is that is true. Especially when, uh, you... especially when Button and Hamilton were in McLaren, you know, and you had the whole British McLaren vibe that was bouncing around so much. Yeah, there's no way, there's no way you couldn't have seen a a hunt in a papaya McLaren as well. No, that is that is. Uh... That is true. So it's it's going to be it's going to be somebody not necessarily British. There could be um, there could be Australian or Kiwi as well. Because I know any, um, anyone from the Commonwealth mm. entitled to get. They're the OB. same thing, aren't they? Checks <laughs> <laughs> uh, listener numbers. Yeah, no, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm still thinking. I'm still but- thinking possibly Denny Holm. I think he was dead by then. But I don't have anything necessarily better to offer. I've, I've got nothing better to offer. So you're going for that second guess? Yeah, I, uh, unless Dan... Why not? 
Okay. No, no, I've got nothing more. Seven. I drove for Brabham in Formula One. So did a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) Number eight. I won the Monaco GP. Right, okay. So did a lot of people. I did. So we can rule, we can rule Damon Hill out because he drove for Brabham but never won Monaco. <laughs> he would also be very old. And, and raced race after 1992. <laughs> <laughs> who are right? So which who which drivers could have driven for Brabham and McLaren? Um, Nicky Lauda drove for both of them. What about Brabham? Is it, or is he too old? Uh, I think Jack Brabham died before 1992. No, I think he died quite a bit after, did he not? Oh, I thought he died during the Jack, Jack Brabham was... A, I think Jack Brabham was alive up until quite, yeah. quite recently. Yeah, he, he I'm just died gonna, like, in the last five, ten not, years. Not to squash my... Yeah, not to squash my own shunt, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that's... Uh, did he drive for McLaren? Not you, Flood. That would be giving it away, but... Did he drive for McLaren? Because... See, this is the thing about the you saying the humour, whatever it is. I've never heard his name, but I'm convinced when, like, when we were looking at all the McLarens when we were there, I'm convinced I knew the name of you know, you know of the of the drivers that were on the classic McLaren cars. Mm. You know the, the and I, that that's the thing as well. They're, they're display cars, so you're going to have the dis, the display cars are going to be your big names. And for someone like me that isn't a particularly like up on like motorsport history, it would have to be like a Hunt or a Brabham or something like that for me to get it. This is this is why in the McLaren Technology Centre in the Boulevard of Cars there isn't a K Mag McLaren. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> how old would and, um how old would Sterling Moss have been when he died? Um, I think he was about ninety. Oh, very would, oh, very close to ninety. I'm, I'm, I'm edging towards Jack Brabham here. Would that, would, would, would that race in that McLaren have been before there was a Brabham team? I th- potentially. So, so he could have. He could have done something for McLaren before setting up his own. And then later on started Brabham. Yeah, and we're forgetting the Tyrrell link as well. I'm going Jack Brabham. What clue are we on? What day is it? I can't remember if we've got more information coming or not. (laughs) It must be Tuesday. There was news earlier. (laughs) Uh, Flood, are you still there? It's been 80 years. Oh, my God. This is going to be infinite suspense if he's got disconnected. <gasps> he's gone. He's back. <laughs> it's all right. Reload my screen. I'm back. Don't worry. Oh, oh fucking hell. Dan, Dan, Dan hasn't chimed in for a little bit. What are, you, what are you saying, Dan? I have absolutely no clue who this could be, I'm afraid. <laughs> Do you want clue number nine? Yes. Yes, yes please. I died after an accident in a BMW M3. Jack Brabham in it. 
Jack, didn't Jack Brabham die in a car accident on his like uh, on, on the road? I thought he just died of being old. I th- I think he might have died of being old in a car. But I think Denny Hume was driving a BMW. Yes, when he died, he was driving. He, he was definitely driving because it was in the middle of the uh, Bathurst Thousand. It was, which I dispute as being natural causes. By the way, from whoever it was who sent us the thing last time, he, saying had, that. he had a heart attack and crashed, and he was dead when they got to him. So they don't know if it was the crash or the heart attack that killed him. I think it, it was the died, race. Who that died going to get chips? Who died going to get chips for the kids? I don't know that one. I'm not up on all was... the deaths. Was that Mike Halewood? That was Mike Halewood, yeah. That was, oh, Mike, was that what he was yeah, doing? Mike Halewood, I was thinking of. He was ill Sorry, anyway, yeah. wasn't he? He yeah. had like chronic kidney failure or something. And... Yeah, I think, uh, I think he only had about two years left. Mm. <clears throat> Clue number 10. I, I was I've, the I've gone, it's gone Formula cheery. One champion to die. The first Formula One champion to die. Was that? I was the seventh Formula One champion to die. Was Humor Formula One world champion? Yes. Oh, right. Well, I've never even heard his name. Um, there is a spaffer, if you need it. I think it is Hume. Yeah, Danny Holm. I'm sure of it. I'll, 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 I'll go with the majority. I'm still Jack Brabham. But you're going with the majority. Dan, anything? I'm happy to stick with the majority. I don't the majority. have majority. Enough knowledge, I'm afraid. The majority said Denny Hulme is correct. Yay. Denny Hulme. Yay! Spaff, well done, majority. Spaffer, <laughs> the Spaffer clue, of course, being I'm the only Formula One world champion from New Zealand. And I think we'll remain so for a little while yet. There is a, there, <laughs> yes. there is a damn good chance. I enjoyed doing that for a change. Lee, how do you feel after being it's- shunted? It was fine. I'm, not, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm I mean, I'm not a particularly good reader, but I'm, de- I'm still a better reader than I am a guesser. I mean, let, let let's face it: when my best when my best guesses were uh, Eggman, like Jason from Jason and the World Warriors, and um, Dick, Dick Dastardly, you know. <laughs> I was, I was never going to walk away dripping in glory. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, cracking! Right, how would you send a total shunt in for a normal show? I don't know, but I, te- I intend to go back to the team. and We keep pushing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to send me a total shunt, uh, send it to me in a PM uh, on Twitter at a total shunt, or you can send me a PM on Instagram at a total shunt. And arrive to my eyes. And if you want to send uh, wants to go on the spare emergency reserve, hang on, Lee's been an arsehole, let's get him back with this one list, which I think that's what it's now <laughs> called, you can email it to threelegsportwheels at gmail.com. Um, get us on the that's social. a very long but very official name. <laughs> <laughs> get us on the socials at Three Legs Four Wheels on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And individually we are... At Sean Cowper. At Flood21. Go on, Dan, you know you can do it. At Dan Dankleton. And at Pablo100. Um, don't forget, there's a Patreon show as well. Uh, Patreon.com slash three legs, four wheels. You can sign up from as little as $1, one pound, or one euro a month. Gets you gets you the extra show, it, complete with tonight's technical difficulties this week. Proper behind-the-scenes yeah. job, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, that, that, that was definitely the uh, the making of documentary tonight. 
<laughs> extra Dan on tonight's Patreon. Yes, Dan, thank you for joining us this week. It's been good to be back. It's great to have you on, and uh, we will be hearing you again in the dis- not too distant future. At some point, yes. Uh, who we'll, knows? I hope so. We'll, we'll, we'll have to see what this crazy year brings. Yeah, we'll we'll get in touch with your public agent because you're the secret agent. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> right, we'll be back. Um, maybe next week there'll probably be some news or something, but we'll uh, we'll get something out as soon as possible. Thanks for listening and uh, stay safe. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Good, good laters. Bye. Bye. Bye.